Welcome to the What Please Second Podcast after two and a half month break. And today we will review the hard blowhouse finish in Giro Italia Stage 9. With me, Carlos Ozols, or Cycling Graphs, and Naichka, or Gabor Sojic. And Naichka, what can you say about today's stage? Was it entertaining? And how many watts did the best climbers do today on blowhouse? Yeah, today was the first big mountaintop finish of the Giro. I won't go that now because it's kind of a fake mountaintop finish. Stage had like 5,000 Denevel meters, so quite a hard stage before as well. Yeah, at the end, uh, the gaps weren't that big, like six riders at the same time. Yeah, not the biggest gaps. I expected a bit more. Uh, in the end, we have Jay Hindley, Barde, Carapaz, uh, Almeida, Pozzo Vivo in the same time. Those all did 5.92 watts per kilogram and uh, Almeida 5.95 because he pulled quite a lot he was yeah he could really respond to the attacks but he pulled everything back it was like uh blanda barde and carapaz those three uh kept attacking but albeda pulled everyone back in the end not not the craziest what's per kilogram but a hard stage and yeah yeah like uh, the stage probably was entertaining because there were no pogacar or roglic like if if in Jura would be like pogacar he would be here like the stage would, would have ended like with seven, seven kilometers to go yeah like in tirano when uh, landa attacked and then pogacar attacked and it was game over for everyone so yeah i'm happy that pogacar isn't in Jura because probably Jura at this point would, would have like ended like the last year tour de france yeah, like what for kilo are like mediocre. Yeah, like stage was hard, but still it's not nothing special. Yeah, it's under six watts per kilo, and they they were slower than Nairo Quintana in 2017, like by one minute and 18 seconds. Yeah. And uh, and for example, like Pozzovivo had the same time also like in 2020 as, as in 2017. So yeah, he climbed climbed like exactly like in 39 minutes and 54 seconds. Yeah, it was surprising to see uh, finally Jai Henley yeah, after his 2020 Giro performance, like no, nuclear ones on Pian Cavallo. So he's back. Maybe he'll win this year Giro. I don't know. Yeah, Hindley, uh, he's not quite back. Uh, like he's not at the level of 2020 when he did like 6.4 plus was picking ground Pian Cavallo similar climb, but he's, he's back in a competitive shape compared to uh 2021 where it was basically yeah not competitive at all i think i think he dnf'd the giro even or something or finished uh, like far down uh, yeah, so, yeah. He, he dnf'd before the montes stage yeah this year he has been like uh i'd say uh, consistent but he hasn't shown anything special and maybe the, this giro he will do something but the big news today was simon yates he choked really hard like we expected that someone yet would choke and he did it like in spectacular yeah. way. Like he dropped like with 10 kilometers to go or even even earlier. Yeah, at the start of Blahos. Yeah. yeah, apparently he's he had knee pain from the crash or something. I don't know. Uh yeah, he dropped once again over 10 minutes. So another Giro where he or another Grand Tour really where he won't be competitive in the GC. Also, uh uh Kelderman also lost similar time. Because yeah. he had, I think, a mechanical in the descent before Blockhouse. And then, yeah, was already a few minutes down going into the climb. Same with Chicone, pretty much, who I think also lost nine minutes and dropped early. 
he dropped four minutes. So yeah, they they are out of the GC already. Juanpe Lopez lost only like one minute forty-five and kept a yellow uh, pink jersey as well by by a few seconds ahead of Almeida, who is now uh, yeah second. And we still have like 10, 12 riders within ninety seconds of GC. So it's still really close going into the next stages. In the next week, we won't really have a real mountain stage at all. So that is kind of a shame. We have like stage 50, but that mountain top finish is uh, not not real. I think it's the last eight kilometers or last 10 kilometers are at like 3%. So you can't expect anything there really, unless there goes a long range move, but I don't expect that. And then, yeah, we have we have a few hard stages in the in the last week that will decided GC, I guess. I think uh, Landa looked good today, but he also crashed. Yeah, so he maybe crashed he on descent. Yeah. Maybe if he hadn't crashed, he could have been, could have, he could have even dropped the other riders. Who knows? But yeah, I think he's looking good. Carapaz also looking solid, but no one really looking outstanding so far. Uh, Almeida still has the benefit of the time trial, but it's not long. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, the surprising thing today was Vincenzo Nibali. He lost on Etna stage four minutes. Etna stage was really like easy. <laughs> today he was uh, re- for a really long time in the GC group, yeah, and uh, then he lost only like 40, 40 seconds, yeah, t- 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 thirty-four seconds to Jack Henley. So yeah, Vincenzo Nibali is back in his last Giro ever. Yeah, he will retire after this season. A very surprising performance for him, especially after at night uh, the entire season basically where he was not competitive at all in the mountain stages pretty much since when was the last time he was competitive in mountain stages like this maybe Giro 2020 he was okay he finished like eight or something uh yeah so it's really surprising to see him up there um but it was per kilogram also not bad for for Vincenzo Nibali 5.8 Watts per kilogram for 40 minutes. That is not that far away from his peak watts per kilogram. I mean, I guess a bit. Uh, in 2017, on, this, on the same climb, he did 6.02 watts per kilogram, of course, with an easier stage. So I don't think he's that far away from his best level, which is kind of uh, very surprising. Also, Alejandro Valverde, decent showing. He lost uh, 45 sec- around 45 seconds to, uh, to the best today. Still, still going strong, and I think in the top fifteen on GC at the moment. Yeah, yeah, there's an element. Yeah, like there yeah. are still many guys who can win Juro at this point. Like it's hard to say because this is the basically the, the end of the first week, and usually the things in Juro are decided in the third week, where someone will all from the big guys probably will crack, like Simon Yates today. Again, like Simon Yates crashed on Etna stage early. He didn't look already uh, good on Etna. And yeah, today he said, yeah, he still had knee pain. And yeah, he he lost 11 minutes. For fuck's sake. <laughs> 11 minutes. Yeah, I think the real danger for, for the climbers is that Almeida because he looked quite strong. And if you can't drop him, he's already first to GC, basically, if you exclude Lopez. And it will be hard to drop him because his watts are probably maybe even the best in the entire uh, race. And I think Ineos really missed a chance, or Bahrain as well, uh, not putting in, uh, him under pressure on stage seven, which was a yeah medium mountain stage, and he had basically no domestiques left. Another chance to maybe put him under pressure on a similar stage is 
stage 14 where there are also yeah a lot of cat category two climbs where almeida will probably be isolated early almeida is a dangerous one because he rides like tom dumoulin and chris from like yeah. he, he doesn't care about uh, gc group pace and he paces himself uh like bro i don't know if that's the right thing but if it works for him then why not uh, yeah, the way he rode today really reminds me of Dumoulin uh, in 2017 on the same climb because he was dropped early like Dumoulin and then paced the back uh, yeah, nearly to the completely to the front I think, yeah, the, today uh, uh, Almeida paced himself back to the front and Dumoulin I think was third on that stage uh, in, in 2017 where he paced himself back to Thibaut Pino, which was like 20 seconds or so behind Kitana, so also a great performance from him that year. Yeah, and I mean, Tom Dumoulin won the Giro, so yeah, I think it's looking very good for uh, Almeida, the top three favorites, I would say, now uh, Carapaz, Landa, and Almeida for the GC. And Bardet, he also yeah, Bardet as well. looked good. And, he looked good. Yeah, like basically only Carapaz has won uh, a Grand Tour of these riders in the 2019 Giro, so there's a high chance you will see a new Grand Tour winner. Yeah, because like when I look uh, in general classification in top 10, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carapaz is the only one who has won a Grand Tour in, from riders in top 10. Yeah, like even Guillaume Martin is sixth and only 28 seconds behind Juan Pedro Lopez. So, yeah, Guillaume. yeah, but he'll probably drop <laughs> out again after. I mean, he got like a few minutes of the break again. Otherwise, he would be would not even be there, I guess. Yeah, high high IQ professor. Yeah, <laughs> but like he's so shit that no one really cares about him. Yeah, yeah, it's so. a perfect sweet spot basically where usually everyone allows you to be in the break and gain back a few minutes because. The series GC riders aren't really afraid of you. Yeah, like Ben Connor last year in Tour de France, or or Jack Haig also in Volta España, gained a few minutes back in, in from a yeah, break. Yeah, it can break. really be an effective strategy in the break, especially like Haig, who was like, I think, way stronger than Ineos expected, because otherwise they wouldn't have given him so much time and basically gifted him a podium in the end compared to, uh, yeah. Yates, who then finished, uh, I think, a minute behind Hake in the end. Richie Port today lost, uh, he sacrificed his chance completely, lost four minutes. Ninos basically uh, has left only Carapaz, who will probably leave after this year, Ninos, to Moistar, it looks like. Yeah, that is also interesting because I think, yeah, most of the other teams have like two riders still up in GC. Uh, DSM have Barde and Arad's one in the top top twelve. Uh, Bora have Hindley and Burtman. La, la, the Bahrain have Landa and Bilbao. So maybe these teams can try something to to actually maybe outplay Carapaz on one of the stages and force him into into chasing when he doesn't necessarily want to. He has only Port and uh, Sivako left. Castrovecchio crashed, uh, but he yeah, but he. He's still in the race. I think he pulled pulled as well today, so maybe he can still do a good job in week three. But it's hard <laughs> to record during a Grand Tour. Like if I'm Simon Yates, I don't know. I would yeah. probably the uh, I don't know if I would continue with a with a knee injury. 
Yeah, I yeah, I would last ten minutes. Yeah, I would. I think you should probably focus on TDF or Vuelta next because I don't think there's really a point riding the Giro with a knee injury, if, yeah. especially if you're already out of GC. And uh, bike exchange really need UCI points and. Yeah, he should probably really like farmer schedule like tour of Croatia again, then Vuelta and some other tour de Suisse or something. Probably best to for the relegation battle. You also need to hope that Matthew steps up a bit again. Um, which stage will be like the next mountain stage, like proper one? Well, stage sixteen. Stage sixteen. So I need to wait yeah, which another is, seven days. Yeah, more. It's like after the rest day. Oh, holy I think I think I don't know. Is it more? I think it should be on Tuesday. Yeah, like in Tuesday. nine days. Yeah. Holy fuck! Yeah, in yeah, from Salo to Africa, oh, yeah. two kilometers. Damn. Might be, yeah, might be the hardest stage in the race. That is quite quite hard. Okay, that will be all. And I hope we will record a podcast <laughs> on stage sixteen. It's usually like eight days.